0: Welcome to The Advertising Show, America's only radio program focusing on advertising, media, marketing, product development, branding, new media, sales and customer relations. Stay with us for entertaining marketing discussion and our special guest interview. Now, here are your hosts, Ray Schillens and Brad Forsyth.
1: Back in 2009, we had the opportunity to chat with a gentleman who has certainly made his mark in the advertising business. He is CEO of GSDNM Idea City out of Austin. You know the agency? Probably so. More importantly, he's the author of a book, and his ideals really come out in that book. It's neat. It's not what you sell, it's what you stand for. This man is passionate about advertising, but even more passionate about life. His name is Roy Spence, and he's our guest today on the Suncorp presentation of the Advertising Show. It's being brought to you by. Advertising Age magazine. You can visit online at age.com. The Advertising Show is a copyrighted big radio midgets production. Are you ready to hear more about Roy? Let's get started.
0: You're listening to The Advertising Show with Ray Schillens and Brad Forsyth. You love. Welcome back.
1: It's the Advertising Show. Ray and Brad Forsyth and, as promised, we've got Roy Spence out of Boston. Uh, Roy is the co-author of a book called It's Not What You Sell, It's What You Stand For. Roy, it is a pleasure to have you here on the
2: Advertising Show.
3: Thank you, brothers. It's great to be with uh, you and also Brad, too. It's, uh, it's a real treat.
2: Thank you. Well we're honored to have you Roy uh, and by the way our listeners that uh, regularly join us for interviews with uh, authors know that we don't feature authors unless we believe in their book and I'd like to encourage all of our listeners to check out uh, Roy's new book It's not what you sell it's what you stand for Penguin uh, portfolio imprint great uh, great publisher out of New York Roy uh, other than a major book tour and running a, an ad agency down in Austin uh What's new with you, uh, either on a personal or on a business side? Anything?
3: Well, you know, I think that it's, uh, it's a new day because of uh, the, uh, the economic Armageddon. And, <laughs> uh, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a glass half full. But I think that, you know, what's new is the book's out. Our, our company is, you know, we've got terrific people, and that's the main thing. We have fun. I tell our folks every day, you know, well, what, what are we supposed to do? I say, uh, you're supposed to get up and go to work and work as hard as you can to build your client's business. That's all you can do. And have fun doing it. Help each other out. And at the end of the game, once the dust is settled, the people who will be left standing are the people who stand for something. And uh, it's all going to be good. So uh, my life is great. My kids are great. Uh, We get to live in Austin, Texas. And that's a good thing too that, so uh, all all is good and uh it's a it's a real pleasure to be with you guys
2: well uh, again, we're honored to have you, Roy. I know the overall theme of your book is all about uh determining purpose, and you talked a little bit about that just uh in your open first off, uh, why don't you define for our listeners what you mean by purpose
3: yeah that's a great question and and it's kind of comes from uh what As I tell people, we didn't know, and you all know my kind of background, <laughs> don't tell a lot of the stuff, but we, we did start our business right out of school, 1971, with uh, four partners, and by the way, we're still together. Uh, Unbelievable. Whatever, which, at uh, uh, almost 40 years, I always tell folks that, you know, everybody wants to be a partner, they just don't want to deal with the ship. Uh, everybody wants to be a friend, they just don't want to deal with the friendship or the leadership. And uh, so we kind of started this business, not knowing we wanted to stay in Austin, stay together, and not work for anybody. So we stayed in Austin. We're still together, and we picked the one industry where you work for everybody. So, oh well, two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> but we uh, we started, you know, finding out that we work kind of. We wanted, you know, to start a company that made a difference, and 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 and, and we didn't, you know, go wear it on our sleeve, but. We started realizing that we, we started attracting uh, Brad and Ray clients, like Herb Kelleher on this road to purpose stopped by and picked us up in his airplane when he had about 10, and we were nothing. Wow. And we started understanding that, you know, what, that this is a man of great purpose, that he actually was in the business of making a difference. So the, def- the, the definition of purpose in our life is that definitive statement of the difference you're trying to make in the world. And with just a quick example, um, when Herb started the business in nineteen seventy one, same year we did, he uh, he found that only fifteen percent of the people had ever flown. Instead of going after that fifteen percent, he said, you know what, why don't we do a business model where we open up the skies? Let's go after let's niche ourselves in eighty five percent of the business. Hmm. And when we got obviously he had to go to the court and you know, do all that stuff to uh, to, uh, to end regulation, but uh, he, he said that what his business model was, was to open up the market. When we did our purpose-based branding with him, we said, Herb, you know, basically you're not in the airline business, you're in the freedom business. Hmm. Because your business model is to, to, to democratize the skies. So purpose is that definitive statement. His purpose at Southwest Airlines to give people the freedom to fly.
2: Yeah, And, and he's you- seen
3: them well, as you, you know the success story. Uh, because they were driven and they went on purpose.
1: From what I understand, too, he started that airline with about 10000 bucks and three airplanes or something like that, That's
3: too. right, and, and he did it on a napkin. You know, he drove Dallas, San Antonio, and Houston. He said, we'll start flying that, and we're going to get people out of cars and buses. Amazing. And we're going to yeah. open up the sky. So the definition is really that, that definitive difference that you're trying to make in the world. And I believe that it's more relevant today than when I wrote the book, when I actually started <laughs> writing the book
2: well. Yeah, and you also uh, mentioned that it's not only uh, deciding one's purpose of of what matters, but it's also identifying what you would never do uh, that can also help you discover your values and priorities, and you mentioned that with the the Southwest Airlines example. Talk a little bit about that, Roy.
3: Well, you know, I learned a lot uh, in in the folks in the ad community. I hope have read, you know, some of Jim Collins' work, the Built to the Last book, and the the Good to Great book, and and we were we have become great friends because he was the one that really turned me on to the visionary companies are the ones that actually have a purpose beyond making money, and in the process of doing that, they make more. And part of the perp when you when you are led by your purpose and you can articulate it, there is what he calls the stop doing list or the never doing list. Let me give you a quick example with Kelleher and because his purpose obviously was to, uh, to give people the freedom to fly. The way he does that and the way they did it and the way they continue to do it is to keep their costs down so they can keep their fares down. So your purpose will drive your business model. It's not something ooey-gooey or soft or, oh, what's the brand essence and all that garbage we put out there. Purpose <laughs> is not about that. Purpose is the business model. What difference are you trying to make? So, what, what, really quick story, i will appreciate this, especially if you know Herb Kelleher. We were starting to go long haul, and you know we were short haul uh, airline. And I walked in. We had a monthly marketing meeting, uh, folks, every month with Herb Kelleher. That's a whole other story that CEOs need to get back into marketing, but we'll talk about that. Um, And I said, Herb, listen, I've been noticing on some of our longer flights, you know, our passengers are, you know, about to pass out from hunger. And he said, well, what do you have in mind? And I thought I was really smart here and cute, you know, marketing guy. I said, well, I've been studying this, Herb. What we need to do is serve Snickers bars (laughs) because they have peanuts, you know. And I went through the whole thing, and he gets up. Now, Herb smoked, and he still does. He, He got him started pacing and smoking. Not a good sign. Pacing's okay, Check. smoking's okay. Facing and smoking, not okay. <laughs> he said, Roy, do you know the price, the difference in <laughs> the price between a Snickers bar and a bag of peanuts? <laughs> I went, uh-oh. I said, no, sir, I don't. He said, well, I do. It was 28 cents, whatever. Yeah. He said, do you know how many passengers a year we fly? Uh, uh, yes, sir, I do. You know, 20. Now, he said, so if you multiply like 20 million times 20 cents, that's like $400 million or $40 million. <laughs> now, to a rich ad guy, I know that doesn't mean much. <laughs> and then he said, oh, by the way, you know the, do you know the difference in what a Snickers bar weighs versus a bag yeah, of peanuts?
1: That's true,
2: yeah.
3: And I went, uh-oh. He said, well, I do. Do you know how much fuel that we burn in a given year? And do you know the cost of that fuel? point well, was, and then he sat down, this is classic Herb, and he said, now, Roy, I will tell you this. If, they pass, if they're just about to pass out, we'll give them two bags of peanuts. <laughs> Here's the point. If you know what your purpose is, some, although Herb was stingy, no, he made the point to us. He taught us yeah. if our purpose is to democratize the skies. If our purpose is to give ordinary people the ability to go and see and do things they never dreamed of, if that's our purpose, and, Roy, you taught taught me that, Mm -hmm. then we can't make operational decisions that will violate it. Isn't that a great story?
1: That's a fantastic story, and he's all right, too. (laughs) That's incredible.
3: And and there was a story, and Sam Walton did the same thing to me, and Norm Breaker did the same. They knew what business they were in. And because they knew what business they were in, their business model, that purpose was, again, not a soft, ooey-gooey, you know, ad thing. Yeah. It was the reason they built the business. And therefore, if you have it, it will be both your anchor and your North Star.
1: Roy Spence is our special guest here on the advertising show, co-author of It's Not What You Sell, It's What You Stand For. And when I say co-author, that's uh, Haley Russian, also uh, uh, is. book. Uh, is, uh co-founded the Purpose Institute along with Ryan. I guess we're going to talk about that, too, a little bit later here on the Advertising Show. It's uh, Ray Schillings and Brad Forsyth. We'll be back in just a minute.
0: Make informed decisions about your company's advertising strategy. This is the Advertising Show. I drink Dr. Pepper and I'm proud.
1: On the advertising show, it's Ray Shellen's, Brad Forsyth, and our very special guest this weekend is Roy Spence, co-author of "It's Not What You Sell, It's What You Stand For." What a great, uh, what a great building you have there in in Austin, Roy, and what a great uh, brand that you've built for not only uh, clients around the world but for yourself as well. It's great to
2: have you here.
3: Thank you, sir. It's great to be with you, Ray and Brad. Really it is.
2: Yeah and uh you know for our listeners out there that are in the agency business I guess your last uh story there Roy there's a a great lesson about uh agencies and Clients and you might want to think of uh, not only searching for great clients like you just described, Roy, but maybe firing one or two if they're not, uh, you know, if they're not <laughs> everything they're made out to be. Because go. as an agency, uh, I heard many years ago, and I'm sure you you agree, Roy. You're only as good as your clients, and uh, you, you guys and your your agency is a great testament to that. Let me uh, ask real quickly in in your book. I'm sure many listeners by now are are asking themselves, how do you discover your purchase? And we're not going to give it all away because we want them to go out and buy your book. But you call the art of how a company can go about discovering their purpose. Uh, In your book, you describe various ways of doing this. And I just want to take the last uh, couple that you mentioned in your book. One is called Listen to Your Customers, and another is called Follow Your Heart. Why don't you talk a little bit about those two, which may have a little bit of a tie-in, I suppose.
3: Yes they do and I appreciate the question because again i want to I want to make sure all the listeners know this we didn't know any of this we learned it and we still don't know much but when you when you have great clients and you have great people and you have great and you have a great purpose of your own um, then then you can you can help others discover theirs uh, the, the 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 first one about listen to your customers and that's really I know it's such a trite thing to say in the ad business but sam walton and it's on the wall of my office It say he said whenever you get confused go to the store the customer has all the answers hmm. Hmm. and it's true and we get all confused and we do you know analytics and regression analysis and whatever and i'm not saying it's not so important but this the simple idea is if you will go ask your fan base your fan base your customers why is it that you love this brand? And you ask them the question, if, you, if it ceased to be there, would you miss it? And that's the great... Does anybody miss linens and things? Right. No. Oh. I mean, does anybody really miss Sharper Image? At the end of the day, and I'm not picking on them, but at the end of the day, the customers know whether or not you're in the business to improve their life. I will say one other thing, Brad, too, on this one, and I'll get to the next one. But the customers out there right now have shut their wallet because they have to. And it is my belief deep in my in my belief system because of what I've learned, not what I think, but what I've learned. They're not going to open their wallets up unless they believe that there's a company of great values that offers them great value. Mm-hmm. They're not going to open their wallet up to things that, that are kind of nice but not necessary not open their wallet to things that don't improve their lives so if you want to go find your your purpose ask your fan base not only your customers on the outside but the the old thing about you know gosh the old timers are not with the times when you have a big your company and you no go talk to the old timers because the old timers were there when the building when the company was built second follow your heart you got to you know Herb Kelleher again. He has always told us. He said, "You know, there's two sides of any company. There's the German side. Got to have the planes run on time. Yeah. Got to be there on perfect. We can't we can't have any era. And then he, being Irish, then there's the Irish side. And all great brands have both, or else you overpromise and, and underdeliver. And follow your heart is basically waking up in the morning and say, do I have a job? And by the way, when you have a job, you're in business to make money. Or do I have work to do? Hmm. If you've got work to do, you're in the business of making a difference and therefore making money. Those are the two ways that we articulated those those steps, Brad.
2: Yeah, and again, you you list uh, seven or eight other uh, steps, and again, go 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 purchase the book real quickly with the time that we have left. Talk a little bit about uh, uh, an organization that's near and dear to your heart, a new organization called the Purpose Institute, Roy. Please.
3: Yes, it's really. It, thank you for asking, and I'll make this real short. Uh, Haley Rushing, who is uh, a genius, uh, she's our chief purposeologist. I'm going to build a new company within Idea City. Uh, we have gsd the advertising and marketing company, which we use purpose-based branding. But the Purpose Institute is going to be an organization of myself and Haley and a woman named Judy Drabolsi, who's been my partner. Jim Stingle, if you recall, former CMO for Procter & Gamble. Our focus is real simple. We're going to help people, organizations, and companies and brands discover their purpose. And we, we want to lead a renaissance of based companies with purpose-based leaders. And we that that is what we're going to focus. It'll be a consulting company. We will not do advertising. But if you are a company, or you are a CMO, or you are a CEO, and you believe in the power of purpose, you come to the institute. We'll help you find it. We'll help you bring it to life, and we'll help you be able to become a purpose-based leader as well. That's the focus of it.
1: Sounds like uh, that's something that has been uh, maybe a dream of yours, and uh, that's why uh, this is such an exciting opportunity for you, huh?
3: It has. It, it has been. You know, you you sit around and. And you think about little things like, you know, what, what 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 do I really want to do? I've always wanted to, even with Don't Mess With Texas and Solving Litter, you know, when I got former President Bush and former President Clinton together and we, we did the tsunami relief, these are men who ran against each other, yeah. Senior and Clinton, and we did it of that in your part. We just got through doing the Ike relief uh, in Houston. And right. so if you can make a difference in just a little bit, you might make a little bit of history. But but That's a pretty cool way to live a life. You make money by making a difference. Sweet, that's what I want to spend my
1: life doing. Got it. Roy Spence is our special guest here. The the book is called It's Not What You Sell, It's What You Stand For. And we've got more time to spend with Roy. We'll do that here in just a moment on The Advertising Show.
0: Simplifying the complex world of advertising. To reach Ray and Brad with your questions, log on to theadvertisingshow.com. This is The Advertising Show.
3: some most happy fellas, the four lads for four. On with, uh,
1: with one of the companies that did not need the billions and trillions in bailout money, they seem to be doing just fine all by themselves, Idea City in Austin. GSD Roy Spence is our guest uh, here on the Advertising Show, co-author of the book. It's not what you sell, it's what you stand for. Roy, it's a pleasure to have you here.
3: It's great to be back with you guys.
2: Yeah, and I uh, want to add and give some insight to our listeners. Real world examples in your book. Uh, you mentioned Southwest, and you mentioned uh, 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 what was the other example you mentioned? Oh, Walmart, Walmart, Walmart. Yeah, and you forget uh, him. And then Norway, Norwegian Cruise Lines and others. And one in particular that I found of interest was uh, when you guys picked up BMW, and you talk a little bit about this in the book, and talk about, gosh. Some major pressure, I would imagine, to take a brand of the size and scope and and uh, of of a BMW, and 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 really not only you know maintain a a great badge uh, among consumers, but more importantly, you guys figured out a new way, a new platform to not. Throw away what had already been built with the BMW brand, but to build off that, and you found uh, something that I think other agencies and perhaps even the client had missed. Talk a little bit about this, Roy.
3: Yeah, it was. First of all, there appreciate the question, and I'll 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 be brief on it. But it was a they're a great organization. They they know their purpose inside and out. It's to enable people to experience the joy of driving and. When we saw this, and a long story short, that, you know, obviously we kept the theme line, ultimate driving machine, but we needed to expand the um, consideration set for the brand. And when we went out to this creative class, there's a great book called The Creative Class by Richard Florida, and uh, we looked at the the marketplace. And, and at some point, we discovered that. The creative class, there were some people who were just not interested in BMW because they didn't know the values of the company. They knew the value of the car, but not the values of the company. So when we did our purpose work, we realized something powerfully important that BMW, and I think this is still true, is maybe was the only independent car company in the world, M- meaning no parent Mm-hmm. And because they were independent, they could do the right thing. Because they were independent, they could, be, uh, they could do, uh, innovate and create things for their pleasure and for the joy of driving. And so we, when we pitched the business, and it was, a, it was a powerful pitch against great other agencies, we showed them how they could ladder up, ladder up, to become not just a car of great performance, but a company of great ideas. Mm-hmm. And it just it rang the bell to the, to the creative class. Oh, you're independent like me. Oh, you're in the creative business like me. Oh, you cherish innovation, and you don't mind if you make mistakes because that's how creative people think. And so as long story short, without moving from their core idea of ultimate driving machine, we were able to ladder that brand up. And celebrate their purpose because they were independent company. They could they could create great ideas that live on, and that was the, that, that's what we pitched.
1: Obviously, at UT, you must have been listening in class, Roy, because uh, you got all the things right. And also, you you seem to be a man of uh, of uh, severe humility as well. You've got a lot of uh, great things that you've accomplished along the way. Uh, with a lot of great companies and, of course, for G S D N M. and And we invite you to go out and uh, get the book, okay? It's called It's Not What You Sell, It's What You Stand For. Uh, Roy Spence is the co-author along with Haley Rushing. Roy, it's been a pleasure having you here today on the advertising show.
3: It's been a great treat. And, by the way, in the advertising business, always remember, clients give you money to create something that wasn't there before. It is a thrill of life. And every time we get down about whatever, just remember... They're venture capitalists. They invest in our ideas. That's a pretty pretty cool business.
1: Yeah, we enjoy it too as well. Thank you, Roy. On the Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsythe. Okay, here's what I'm thinking. This guy ought to run for president. I'd vote for him. <laughs> Roy Spence, it's not what you sell, it's what you stand for. What a great, great attitude. I wish we had more Roy Spences in this world. The advertising Show is being brought to you by Advertising Age magazine. Visit online at adage.com. The Advertising Show is being powered by shipple.com. That's S-C-H-I-P-U-L.com. It's a, a web marketing company, and they do an incredible job, not only for The Advertising Show, but hundreds, thousands of other clients as well. Check them out, Shipple.com. The Advertising Show, Encore presentation Ray and Brad Forsyth, and we'll talk to you again soon. To
3: sign up for free daily email alerts, visit IWantMedia.com.